0: Boom, the boys are back. The final show of February. It is February 28th. And then we are in the madness that is March. Um, We definitely, ugh, God. We're definitely going to touch on uh, the bubble bursting on us this past week with two losses to our two biggest rivals, both completely devastating in uh, their own special ways. Um, So, yeah, we we, we definitely will talk about that. We'll touch a little bit about uh, the women's team limping in, in, not wimping in, limping into the tournament, and then a kind of a lackluster start for the baseball team. Again, we won't go incredibly in-depth on that because there's a lot of stuff to touch on with the men's basketball team. And we'll get there. Um, before we do, before we get into that, I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, K State Athletics and their events team. So, um, they have put on an event before a basketball game uh, four out of the last five years. Last year, of course, with all the COVID regulations being the um, one that it didn't, but it was. Uh, it started off hoops and hops, where they'd have like a little beer festival. Uh, beforehand, they did that for two years. Then they did a whiskey event, and then they did a cocktail event um, before the Iowa State game with a little brunch uh, up in the West Stadium Center. So I just want to give a shout out to the events team and to K State Athletics because um, th- they have a lot of brilliant folks working for them outside of the coaches, outside of you know Gene Taylor. They have a lot of great people who on the fan services uh, side of things who really do try to put on some of these really fun events and try to um, make the in-stadium, excuse me, experience the best that they can, and I think they do a good job. I've gone to all of these events, I've always had fun, um, so when next year rolls around, I'm hearing they might even do two of them ne- next year with a couple different concepts, um, I think in the future you might see something for um, a spring game um, option, something kind of expanding on that. I, I, I just know they do a lot of good work, and I have a lot of fun with it. So um, had a handful of boneheads come up to me during the event, um, and that's always fun. It's always fun to kind of run into folks um, beforehand, just having a good time. Um, Boot Hill Distillery was the sponsor of it, so had uh, three cocktails, a little bit of brunch, It was just a great, fun event. Um, And you get a walk around the West Side uh, Stadium Center. It was a lot of fun. So I do want to give a shout out to that and to all the Bone who who came up. So, uh, yeah, now that that's out of the way, uh, let's kind of touch on the week that was uh, men's basketball. But before I do, uh, you guys have seen it. I've talked about it forever. You know, I'm drinking a gallon of water a day, I've been trying to get on the Peloton. Four to five times a week. I've really tried to focus on my health so far in 2022. A new aspect to that is athletic greens. Folks, I, I can't tell you how great this is. And we've had products before where they don't send us samples, I just read stuff. They sent me some athletic greens, and then I've already started to subscribe myself. Athletic greens, if you're not, you know, up to it, or if you don't know about them, is a powder that has 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole f- food source superfoods, probiotics, and antigens to help you start your day right. If you want to reclaim your health, arm your immune system, and make it convenient and just have great daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season, take a scoop of this and a cup of water every day. That's it. There's a million different pills you can throw those away. Supplements, goodbye. To make it easy, I because I, I promise you guys you are going to love this. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five travel packs of their Athletic Greens with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com/sportsdrink again. Athleticgreens.com/sportsdrink to take ownership over your health. Again, you guys will love it. Also, ColorCast. We've been having our live chats there. Um, we are going to do this week, let's just plan on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, we'll have that Texas Tech game to talk about. We'll talk about uh, what could possibly be Bruce Weber's final game in Bramlage. It'll be Mike McGirl's final game in Bramlage. Mark Smith's final game in uh, Bramlage will be their senior night. Uh, this upcoming Saturday So we'll, we'll, we'll talk all of that On Wednesday at 7pm ColorCast uh, So again, join us Alright, right, let, let's. Uh, it's not going to be fun uh, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those Episodes that are not Widely downloaded um, I, I always hate it When stuff like this happens But hey, you know, it is what it is So coming off of that Heartbreaking loss at Oklahoma State you play KU, and if you would have told me, "Hey, you're going to score 83 points," I would say to you, "We we we just beat KU and Allen Fieldhouse." Um, but but they they scored 102 points. It was oh god, it was just a it was just a frustrating, ugly game. Um, you know, you, you you couldn't stop them at all. Um, you, and it was like this at times during the Iowa State game. They couldn't miss, but also you just kind of missed that fever pitch on defense. You you made it too easy for them. Because, again, even if you played elite defense versus KU, and we're only going to briefly touch on this because that's not the game as, fre- as fresh in our minds. But even if you played elite defense on KU that night, they were still going to go off. I don't think there was anything we were going to do. To stop that offensive performance, um, it's a shame that you have you know an eight of five or eight of fifteen night you know over fifty percent shooting from the field from Noel wasted fifty percent from the field Mike McGurl wasted uh, Miguel going five of nine from the field wasted you know it, it sucks a forty seven percent shooting night wasted um, but KU shoots sixty four percent from the field and sixty two percent from three. I mean, it, it, it was just a disgusting game. And it wasn't even like that typical Allen Fieldhouse game where you feel like, oh, you know, the refs or the crowd got you. No, I mean, that wasn't it at all. I mean, you put up 83 points. You just got embarrassed on the offensive side. And, again, that, that wasn't a massive deal. Um, I, don't, I don't think too many folks thought we were going to win it. Yeah, there was a typical meltdowns. There was the typical folks getting frustrated, but you knew you had Iowa State at home, and it was one that you needed to win. You know, it you knew that 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 was the game that week that you had to have. You know, hell, well, no, let, let me rephrase it. That, that was the most likely win. You needed one of two. Everyone deep down, I think, knew if you're going to get one, it's going to be Iowa State. Now this one hurt. So bad, like this has to be maybe a top 10 devastating loss under Bruce Weber because of everything at stake. And silly me, I, you know, I'm a fucking idiot because we got up and how, how big did it get up? So we were up 13 to two, we got up to 11 points. They call a timeout and I'm thinking to myself, oh man, we're going to run them out of the building. You know, that was fucking stupid of me. Of course. We, we, we were never going to run them out of the building. And Here's the thing. It should have been more than 13-2. to two Because during that time frame, guys missed. There were two, two or three completely wide open threes that we missed. And while you didn't realize it, that was going to be a precursor. That was going to be something that was going to really come back to haunt you that, during that game. You know, Caleb Grill then just completely goes off um, back and forth in the first half. You know, you you end up down one or down two at half. Uh, You know, you you actually were up by one with 36 seconds. And then, of course, Caleb Grill hits another fucking three pointer after going 0 of 9 from three the first time we played him. And, and then, you know, you you kind of make a little... They, they go on around I mean, they get it up, what? They get it around 15 points at the 11-minute mark. They're up 15. We get it back. We get it back within three. And then they just completely go off. It was 58 to 55. 58, 55. And then at the, uh, what, 136 mark in... I'll be honest, this is when I left at the 136 mark. Uh, it was 72 to 62. In, in that final minute, 30, whatever, whatever that time frame is, you know, there, there's a lot of good things that Marquise Noel did during that. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of circle back to some of the individual performances later. But, um, yeah, you make that run. But ultimately, you needed massive blunders from Iowa State. And hell, you know the wild thing is, is we we end up making a blunder late in the game. You know the the Nigel Pack turnover, and then you know there's criticism of Bruce for not calling timeout. There's criticism of Nigel Pack for turning the ball over. Uh, Just you know, some folks think think there was a foul. There's there's all sorts of stuff. But it, it is wild that you ended up with the ball with a chance to win the game, you know, with 19 seconds left or whatever it was. And the fact that it it didn't go your way, you know, the fact that you, you can't get it done, that's just the microcosm of this season. You know, nine games that are decided by three points or less and you only win two of them. You know, you got those seven losses by 15 points or whatever it is. I mean, this is a good team that wasn't able to figure out how to win enough close games that didn't really and probably still doesn't truly know what it takes to win. And it's going to ultimately end up costing them postseason play. It's going to ultimately end up costing Bruce Weber his job. And it's not just, oh, it costs them the NCAA tournament. Well, no, because now you're 14-14. and And to even go to the NIT and need a 500 record. Even if you were to go one and one down the stretch, you know, get get the win over Oklahoma, lose to Texas Tech, you're probably now with that loss to Iowa State gonna fall out and you're gonna have to play either Texas Tech or Baylor in Kansas City, which then would ultimately end with a fifteen and sixteen record. Which means you're not even going to the NIT. You know, that's how thin... That's how thin that the line of success was for this team. You know, you were in the bubble watch all the way through February. And ultimately, you're probably not even going to make the NIT. And now I, I, I think... You know, that that could lead into the Bruce Weber conversation. We're going to have a small one about it. But I do want to circle back to the game because Nigel Pack had a super special game. Now, I could really criticize the rest of the team. You know, if you look at the bench, you got six points from your bench. Iowa State had over 30 you know, I, I could, you know, Marquise Noel goes 1 of 7 from the floor. Yeah, he ends up with a good stat line, mainly because he was nails from the free throw line. But again, Nigel Pack went 11 of 15 from the field, 6 of 9 from 3. 6 of 9 from 3. The The rest of the team went 2 of 14 from 3. The rest of the team went 9 of 32 from the field. Nigel Pack needed anyone to really give a little bit more. You know, Mark Smith had 12 and 9 again. That's about what you expect from him going 3 of 7 from the floor. But Marquise Noel going 1 of 7. Mike McGirl going 2 of 8. Ish 1 of 6. Salt Miguel 1 of 3. Only one point from Bradford, two points from Ezeegu, two points from Selton, nothing from Luke. Again, we've we've had three 30-point games from Nigel this year, and we've lost all three, just completely wasted. And just couldn't either get the the team defense to step up for him or anyone to hit another shot. Again, cool, we hit free throws. Marquise Noel got to the free throw line six times, 14 of 16. Mark Smith got there eight times. So, again, there there is some good to that. But, again, going up, Marquise Noel, 0 of 3 from 3. Mark Smith, 1 of 4 from 3. Mike McGurl, 1 of 6-ish, o of 2. Selton, 0 of 1. Again, <laughs> it, it, it just, it's just wild, you know. That you couldn't get it done versus Iowa State. And it's just a devastating game. Just a devastating game. Um, and, and you feel for, you feel for the kids, and you feel for, especially for Nigel Pack. And I, I I need to rant a little bit because I, I'm disgusted with state fans openly tweeting and talking about where Nigel Pack should transfer. You, you see a couple of them almost every game. And it bugs the shit out of me. Again, I get it, guys. We're, we're going to miss out on the tournament. This is going to be the third straight year we're not in the NCAA tournament. Granted, one of those years there was no NCAA tournament. But, you know, it, it's... It's going to be a long... We're going to have a long drought. The longest drought, you know, since Frank Martin, you know. Three years... It's not good. I'm not defending that. I'm not saying don't be frustrated. But don't be eager in trying to push the best basketball player. Maybe the best basketball player since Jacob Pullen. Barry Brown didn't make all Big Twelve as a sophomore. Dean Wade didn't make all Big Twelve as a sophomore. If there's any justice in the world, Nigel Pack's about to be. He's he very well could set the single season record for points by a sophomore. This is the this truly might be the best basketball player since we've had we've had since Jacob Poland. And because some of our fans are so immature on social media, there's a handful of them constantly talking about where he should transfer to? Like, come on. In the age of the transfer portal, in the age of social media where they see everything, can K-State fans just kind of try to grow up just for, you know, a couple months to see what happens, who the next coach is before we're trying to you know get our own jokes off and talk about Nigel leaving. And again, I it just I don't I don't see the point of it, you know. Random K- and you know some of it is some of them are anonymous fan posts, but, but it's just like I, I just don't I I don't get and if if anyone is listening to this who tweeted something along those lines can, can you please explain to me what, what, what your thought process is going through that? It, he, he's a, he He's right up there with Deuce Vaughn. He's right up there with Aoka Lee. He's right up there with Aliyah Carter. We are in an unprecedented time at K-State where a lot of these teams have all-Americans. A lot of these teams have all-time greats that we are getting to watch, and Nigel Pack is one of them. And here we are having so many folks getting off jokes about where you should transfer to. No, it it, it sucks. And again, I I I'm not. I mean, I I am trying to act like the, the fan police here, but just have a little bit more maturity. Like you have a little bit more desire for K State to have good players. Don't be tweeting about how, oh, he should leave after every loss. It sucks. There's enough KU fans doing that. We don't need it coming from our own. I, I think that, uh, and again, this isn't my most organized episode, and I apologize for that. I There's just a lot of frustration and emotions going into things because, again, the talent was there for this team, and the, this year had the potential to be so much better We are a good team. Again, I I think things are different if you're in a different conference, if maybe you have COVID hitting at a different time, if you have a full team versus Marquette, um, but you don't have that. I think ultimately we, we are at the end of the Bruce Weber era. Before I dive into that a little bit more, again, Athletic Greens, folks, a scoop with a cup of cold water, shake that up that is the perfect way to start your day 75 vitamins minerals and superfoods all in this awesome powder it tastes good honestly it tastes fruity not like vegetables and, and it's delicious if you go to uh, athleticgreens.com slash sports drink you can also get a year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first first purchase Literally going to change your health. It's going to help your energy recovery focus everything. I promise. It's amazing. Also, ColorCast, we're going to go live uh, Wednesday 7 p.m. We're going to kind of reflect on the Mike McGurl era, um, Mark Smith. Just talk uh, kind of with the winding down of K-State basketball season. um, And we'll go there. Um, Let's talk. touch on the topic that everyone everyone can't get enough of, you know, everyone wants to talk about it. It's, it's Bruce Weber. You know, I, I I truly believe that the only saving grace for him was going to be the NCAA tournament. The, the bubble has bursted. Now, the last time I declared the season dead was after the first TCU game. They ended up with two improbable wins over... Texas and Texas Tech. Now, if they go into Lubbock and win, and then they win on Saturday, and then they beat Texas, because at that point you would get back to that fifth spot in the Big Twelve. I mean, then I'd I'd happily eat my words. I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. But I I just you see the desperation in Bruce on his face. You, You hear him in the post game press conference. If you really dive in and really dissect some of the stuff you're saying, I think even he realizes, you know, it's it's coming to the end, and it sucks. It sucks because in all reality, the next guy is not going to be more successful than him. But you can't you can't set the precedent. You can't allow the precedent to once again be missing postseason play for three straight years. Is okay. You can't. And I've since we've started this podcast. Ever since he went to the Elite Eight, I've become a massive Bruce Weber fan, defender, all that type of stuff. But I don't I don't see any scenario where Gene Taylor, and, and it's not tough anymore. It's not tough anymore. In all reality, we're going to have another losing record. <laughs> that makes it easy. I, I don't think there's any way to defend it, and it sucks. Bruce Weber isn't going to get to his 500th win with k-state he's not going to get to go out with one more chance in the ncaa tournament it's not a fun thing this isn't something that i think fans should be celebrating um and when it becomes official we'll talk about hot boards folks to keep an eye on when it comes to filling the spot and the uh you know the head coaching vacancy uh, you know, we'll save that for another time, but it's not fun. Um, it's it, it, it's it's sad. It, 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 I, I get it. You know, even if you want to look at it at the, not from the Bruce lens, from the K-State lens, again, it's better to make the NCAA tournament than it is to not. It's better to have winning records than it is to not. And here we are in year three, you know, where you're not, not doing it. not fun. And K-State basketball has a proud tradition. And Bruce Weber did a lot of winning. And to be so detached from that, to be so far removed from that winning, it's not good. And when the change is made, which I believe it's going to be, the hire is going to be one of the most important ever. Because we saw and I'm saying this metaphorically because I wasn't alive, but we we saw, you know, going from Long Kruger to Dana Altman, and Dana Altman had a little bit of success, but kind of lowered lowered the bar. And then you make two really bad hires in Tom Asbury and Jim Waldridge. You know, I think it's fair to say that. Now at the end of the Bruce Weber era, it's kind of like when Dana Altman was leaving. Not leaving it in a great place um, results-wise. Now you have to go out and you have to find a coach who is going to then level up again. Jacob Poland talked about when we had him on You have to find someone who connects with the fan base. Someone who's going to instill that culture. It's going to be tough. It is going to be uh, the most consequential basketball hire, you know, for a long time. Because here's the thing. People, people want to say since Bob Huggins, but here's the thing. You know, Bob Huggins was sitting there right there. If you were willing to do it, it, it was an easy hire. You know, and a lot of folks are trying to point to different guys Oh, you know, this is like the Bob Huggins. Oh, no, it's not. There isn't that easy guy just sitting out there ready to change everything. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on Gene Taylor. I'm not envious of him or anyone who has to try to make this decision. It's not fun. But it's going to happen. Um, It should happen. And I think, and I hope... That when it does, it is celebrating what Bruce did instead of grave dancing. And I'll probably get the opportunity to say that again. Because I I would imagine... um, I imagine we'll have at least two more shows before it becomes official. But I, I I just hope folks kind of keep stuff in perspective. And I hope folks enjoy watching Nigel Pack while we can. And I hope he sticks around. But again, you never know in today's day and age. Um, again, this isn't a fun show. This, this is, I don't know if I wasn't so gung ho about releasing our our release streak, one show every Monday for an ungodly amount of time. I might, this might've been the week I let it die because it, I'm, I'm pretty dejected. I'm pretty sports sad. You know, it's important to to keep the emotions separate, but it's it sucks. It sucks talking about. Something that also sucks talking about, you look at the women's team. You know, another loss on the road versus Oklahoma, the team where Aoka Lee dominated. They kept her reasonably within check. And again, um, I think teams have gone over the top trying to stop her. And you need some of the other young women young ballers on this team to step up to get wins. Um, but, you know, she's on the verge of, and I, I'm, I'm to the point where I don't think she's going to win Big 12 Player of the Year. I think it's going to be close whether or not she's an All-American. You know, this team is going to end up, at, at one point, they were being projected as a number four seed in the NCAA tournament. I think they're playing themselves into like an 8-9 type team. And that's really disappointing. And, and again, I, I know how much, I mean, God bless Jeff Mitty and his wife going through what they're going through right now. Um, But you got to look at Jeff Mitty and kind of wonder, okay, is there a button he's not pressing? Is there something he's not able to figure out somatically? Because here's the thing. The the other freshmen on the scene, the the trio of freshmen are legitimately good. I mean, is it simple or are we just going to write it off as, okay, they've been had an extended... Streak very, being very cold, shooting from deep. I don't know. I I, I don't know what the answer is, but it, but it's disappointing. Again, it, for a moment you thought you're going to have a team that was going to contend for the Big Twelve title, and then they've just gone. Honestly, since the sixty-one point game, so cold. And you, you gotta hope that you know you, you maybe maybe you get hot in Kansas City because. Uh, Here's the thing, they're capable of beating anyone in the conference. You get hot, you could lift a trophy in Kansas City, but if you're not going to do that, you got to hope playing some teams that are going to be seeing Aoka leave for the first time struggle with it because teams who have seen K-State for the second time have had a field day with us. That's disappointing. It's very disappointing. So you got to hope that you bounce back and make some noise in March because again what started off at, at, at different moments it was a very exciting hopeful uh, run of things you know I I I was thinking for a hot second that there was a chance that we were going to go to the tournament in both uh, men's and women's basketball and I was even looking it up I, you know, I was gonna be like man I can't wait to send out the tweet of you know there's only three teams who went to a bowl game went to The volleyball tournament went to men's and women's basketball tournament, and I was getting ready for that. Now the men completely squandered it away. The women are limping there. They're gonna they're gonna get in, but you know it's been a rough February or at least rough last couple weeks. Um, And and it's and it's tough to see again. You you feel for these talented girls. Um, You got to think that you know they can bounce back, but. I don't know. I'll, I'll be watching closely um, last couple of games for the women, and then watching them in Kansas City. Hopefully, hopefully they get hot at the right time. Uh, we'll, we'll just touch on it, um, but again, it's it's uh, you know it's it's not another another not fun thing to talk about. K State baseball. Now, as I'm recording this, they're playing their third game of a weekend series with uh, Cal State Bakersfield. They're, they're actually up. It looks like they're going to get their first one of the season. But starting off one in five, again, after th- – there was a lot of excitement. And I, I think it was, for this team, it was always going to be a rough season. Uh, but they, they found a way to lose in the first five games, uh, a, a way to lose almost every single game. Um, so I'm glad they got on the win, but again, it, it's just been a bad week for K-State Sports, results-wise. And, you know, there, there's not a lot happening off the field and court to really reverse it. So, um, yeah, it's it's rough. It, it, it is rough. And you have weeks like this, and then hopefully next week you're going to have a lot of wins. I, I would love nothing more, but you know it, it's tough. That's kind of the uh, bad parts of uh, being a sports fan because there are weeks like this and again, you know it, it goes even beyond K State sports you know uh, so, both the soccer teams I like also lost so it, it's been a, it's been a rough one. That's all right we, we will rise um, we'll, we'll continue again the, the sun will always rise and Bosco's boys will always have a show that drops on Monday. Unless we ever get to a point where we're saying we're going to do Wednesdays instead. So keep your chin up. It's a new week. Maybe we're going to get some new results. Uh, You know, spring practice and football is going to be just around the corner. uh, And there's a lot of excitement around that program. We got some fun stuff cooking up for the offseason here at Bosco's Boys. We got a... Big announcement that will drop, I think, during our uh, fourth anniversary show. And then next episode is going to be our 400th show. So, again, uh, even if it's crappy stuff like this, even if it is just me ranting and being depressed into a microphone, we're going to drop an episode every Monday because that's what we do. Uh, We love you guys. I love you guys go cats if Grant were here he'd say meet me at the cat hail to the purple hail to the white wild cat in spirit wild cat in fight hail alma mater from sea to sea Fight, U.K. State Wildcats, for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. a Fighting, ever fighting for a Wildcat victory. Fight, 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 U.K. State you Podcast Network.